Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by glanviaconnect.com. Hello and welcome to Farm View. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming program. And once again, I have a very busy show for you. This week and on this week's program with environmental challenges, the biggest issue facing farmers and the agri-industry, we discussed a new Chagas Statement of Strategy 2021 to 2024, which outlines action plan to assist Irish farmers. I'll also have an update on the Ardmore Farmers Market, which reopened for the summer months. Plus, we hear about Borbia's new lamb carbon footprint sustainability survey. And plus, as always, we'll have our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Well, the environmental challenges are the biggest issue facing farmers and indeed the agriculture industry over the next three years. Now, the Chagas Statement of Strategy for 2021-2024 was published last week. It reflects those challenges and outlines the actions planned. And joining us on the line is the Professor Jerry Boyle. He's the Chagas Director and I was delighted to have him on our programme. Jerry, welcome back to our programme. Thanks, Kieran. Uh, delighted to be on again. Jerry, as I said in the intro, the environmental challenges, these are huge and we've seen it reflected even in the CAP talks as well, but not alone for farmers but indeed for the industry over the next three years? Absolutely, Kieran. The buzzword on, on everyone's lips now I think is uh, sustainability. It's important to explain within our strategy when we talk about sustainability we're talking very much about I guess something that has three key dimensions. Uh, at its core is economic. Farmers have to make a decent living. Living number one. Social sustainability is important which that really focuses on farmers having access to education and training opportunities and the whole health and safety agenda that is uh, critically important for farm families. And thirdly then, which a lot of people talk about exclusively when they talk about sustainability, is the environmental dimensions, which in itself is multifaceted. And I guess we would say from our sort of understanding of the issues that are facing farmers, wrapping around that whole concept of sustainability is the requirement on farmers now, farm families, to change the way they operate many of their farm enterprises. And that's really what the strategy is about. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, Jerry, really earlier on, people will say it's very aspirational this whole area of sustainability. Now it's must do really at this stage and I think farmers realise that. That's that's a very important point and as our, our, our chairman Liam Hurley is wont to say to me from time to time, uh, the referee still hasn't blown his whistle. Like like farmers are no different to the rest of us. I mean their, their, uh, their requirement has to be spelled out as to what they have to do. At the moment of course you're aware that there is a very important piece of legislation going through um, the Oireachtas the Climate Amendment and um, that has set out a target for us to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by 51% by 2030, which is twice the level that was in the legislation that Richard Bruton brought in only two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we expect that, that that target will have associated instruments, if you like, you might call them, that will make sure it's implemented. And they still haven't been spelled out. But you can take it that we're dealing with a very real situation now. And certainly by the autumn, uh, we'd have a very good idea what precisely will be the target for agriculture. Mm-hmm. That's the the 51% is for the economy as a whole, but obviously there's some flexibility across the sectors. And, and of course, Jerry, uh, I think that's what farmers will be looking to. And of course, Jerry, from an Irish point of view, not like the mainland.
inland Europe where they're very strong industries, the agriculture really um, twists or warps the percentage of the agricultural impact because of the fact that we don't have that big, heavy steel industry and other such industries. Yeah, no, absolutely. And where, as you know, we export 90% of, of, of what we produce. So we're, we're a massive player in terms of food production simply because we do it well. Mm. We do it efficiently. And when it comes to carbon, of course, again, per unit of product produced, sort of milk or beef, we're very efficient as well. But you have to deal with the situation as we find it. The situation as we find it is that we have binding international and uh, now national targets. The farming sector, I think, has no difficulty in standing up to the plate, certainly as far as non-biogenic methane is mm-hmm. concerned. And Chagas has brought forward, uh, you know, a variety of technological solutions such as protected urea, use of the trailing shoe methodology, use of clover to replace uh, artificial nitrogen and so on. The, the challenge, of course, is always is to implement those those measures. Right. And that's why only a couple of weeks ago, where we brought forward, and as part of our strategy, indeed, what we're calling the Signpost Farm Programme, which every co-op in the country uh, has signed up for uh, all the meat companies, all the farming organisations. And that's designed to implement the measures that we have set out on the basis of research. So, look, I, I think farmers are, are quite capable of stepping up to the plate. I think any or mm-hmm. any sector that can uh, grow its business as, as the farm sector has done since April 2015, when COVID was, quotas were removed, um, can equally turn their attention now to a different challenge. And I'd be very confident, mm-hmm. certainly in respect of non-biogenic meat, that the, uh, the targets can be delivered. And, and that's Jerry, what our strategy is all about. And at the open there, I just spoke to you before we came on air in Moorpark there two or three years ago when he uh, saw it firsthand and people, farmers saw it for the first time, the whole area of the trailing shoe, as you mentioned, the protected urea. And now you have a national, establishing a national agricultural sustainability research centre in Johnstown Castle. But I think the signpost farms are crucial here because here in Warford, we're very lucky. We've Stephen Fitzgerald in Eglish, we've Shane Fitzgerald in Port Law. Guys seeing it firsthand, farmers doing best practice and doing it very well, be it from greenhouse gas emissions, water quality and farm biodiversity, all these three plank areas. So farmers, while it's good to have the institute and coming up with research and innovation, I think it's so important to have active working farmers doing best practice and showing how how well it can work. Kieran, you're absolutely right. And it's something we've learned a long, long time ago. We want to get messages out to farmers. The best way to do it is to use other farmers who have taken up the technologies. They can give it to their fellow farmers straight up. There's no new technology that's not without its challenges. And farmers want to know that and they want to learn from others. And that's at the core of the whole Signpost Farm Programme. We're going to have over 100, an unprecedented number, 100 demonstration farms right across the country, all implementing different mm-hmm. aspects of technologies that will improve greenhouse gas emissions. Will also, of course, and this is the important point to understand, that will also improve water quality and it will uh, at the same time improve biodiversity. But we're also very clear that farmers have to make money at the end of the day and have to generate a living for themselves yes. and their families and that should never be forgotten when we talk about sustainability. And of course, really, and uh, last week when we discussed the Common Agricultural Policy on our programme, people want farmers to do more, literally, to get less. But I think farmers realise this is such an important area of farming now. It's the key one for the next few years. So you're, you within Chagask and the advisory services are there to handhold as such through these open farms and 
also through the advisors and I was delighted to see that Dr Seamus Carney here from Waterford and Siobhan Kavanagh are very much to the forefront of your new signpost uh, strategy. Oh, and thanks for mentioning both, uh, both Siobhan and, and Seamus. Obviously, they, they, at one level, they're going to be a loss to the, to the Waterford region. And yeah, huge. Both, huge uh, yeah. put in a fantastic shift uh, over the years. But um, they will now be operating on a national uh, scale and I think they're going to bring fantastic expertise and commitment. So what is a national challenge? And, and Kieran, it's not just a challenge for the next three years. I mean, we all understand that this whole issue around sustainability, in particular climate change, is going to be here for uh, generations to come. And that's something farmers very much understand. They want to leave the land in a better condition for the next generation and generations after right. that. They don't have to be lectured by anyone mm-hmm. as to the importance of that. What they do need is clarity in relation to what they have to do. And they also want to identify what are the least cost ways of delivering on these very demanding uh, targets. Right. Jerry, finally, your target statement of strategy 2021-2024. What would be a success for Dr. Jerry Boyle and Chagas in these three years? What would you like to have achieved by 2024? I suppose bottom line, you'd like to see the curve turning in respect of emissions. You'd like to see the wider public standing up and saying, well, actually, farmers stood up to the plate and they're delivering in terms of commitment. That would be the absolute bottom line. I've no doubt about it, but if we work together, if the co-ops and the meat companies and the farming organisations, we ourselves get involved, of course, along with uh, every farmer in the country. I think we can realise that aim. Well, Jerry, listen, well done. Your Chagas statement of strategy 2021-2024. There's lots of environmental challenges out there. You're very much aware, aware of it. And I like the approach you have to it, both from the Sustainability Research Centre in Johnstone Castle and, of course, your uh, signpost programme as well with Farmers Underground. Professor Jerry Boyle, Chagas Director. Jerry, as always, thanks for taking our call and best to look with this new strategy. Thanks a million, Kieran. Anytime. Well, over the past number of weeks, we've mentioned how all of our farmer markets and country markets right around the city and county have come back and reopened. Well, one such one is the Ardmore Farmers Market every Sunday from 11 until 3, just off the beach car park. And on the line, we're joined by the coordinator of the Ardmore Farmers Market, and that's Anthony O'Brien. Anthony, welcome to our programme. How are you doing, Kieran? Anthony, first of all, it's always a sign of summer, Ardmore Farmers Market off the beach car park. You're up and running, but I believe this year, bigger and better than ever. Yeah, it seems to got off to a great start now this year. We've, uh, we've a few extra stalls about 24 now I think in total it's slightly different layout other years we've it, uh, it's bigger like uh, because of Covid now we've, uh, we've, uh, we're using more of the field so we give people more chance to social distance and things so we're, we're bigger mm-hmm. the same amount of stalls just a bigger bigger layout and, for everyone and as I said in the intro you run from 11 to 3 it's an ideal time on a Sunday afternoon but a huge array and a lot of local produce from veg and strawberries right up potatoes and whatever yeah we've everything from, from baked goods to, to veg to, to, to craft so there's a good a good array of everything we've about six or seven food stalls uh, baking stalls coffee and then we kind of go into craft we even have a woman making art with seed glass so there's a bit of everything it's a, a huge variety down the road it's very interesting and of course Ardmore you're renowned for your carrots for your veg and early potatoes and James and Eileen O'Donnell are, it doesn't come yes, better than that. that and then you've Nocolaro cheese as well and strawberries but the Ardmore veg and it's great to have such a local growers like James and Eileen there to, to have their product on offer yeah especially the veg because it's, it's, a, it's a local market and if you can't get your veg local then you're at nothing so yeah we're delighted to have James and Eileen with us now they're, they're just waiting for potatoes to come up they're not quite ready yet so I'd say another maybe three weeks we should have potatoes or less maybe hopefully they'll be joining us very shortly now but uh, they're not there this week but uh, as soon 
as the potatoes are ready to dig, they'll be there. Brilliant to hear. And of course, yourself and Mary Therese, you, you really ha- have coordinated, but your phones must have been hopping the last few weeks. Yeah, it, 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 it have literally been hopping um, between emails now and Facebook messages and people ringing us. A lot, a lot of messages, a lot of phone calls, a lot of organisations, but uh, we're getting down. It's fine, you know. It is at the stage now where we're, we're, we're nearly at full capacity, really, unless Great someone is doing something Good to hear. completely unique, really, you know. That's a sign of how successful it is. And finally, just before we come in here, you mentioned a lot of confusion about the car boot sale, which isn't happening at the moment. But a lot of people were ringing you, I believe, wondering about the car boot sale, which is a separate entity from the farmer's market in Ardmore. Yes, we, um, it's a separate entity, right? The, the car boot, for the moment, won't be running because at, at, a, at a point where it's, it's so successful as well that you can't really how many people turn up. Right. So in, in the interest of health and safety with COVID and things, we're not going to run it for the time being. Good we're going to wait and see how the country's faring out and if we feel it's safe we'll run it but at the moment we don't feel it would be appropriate we have to keep the locals in mind when yes. we do something yeah. like this you know well listen good good call Anthony and indeed I'm sure the council and the Gardaí and everyone working as you say cooperation because it's so important that people obey the steward or, or obey the bollards obey the no parking signs because it's a great entity to have an art more every Sunday let's hope people will obey both the COVID protocol and of course also the um, safety regulations yes exactly yeah. Yeah. Anthony listen well done to yourself and Mary Thrays it's a fabulous uh, sign that Ardmore Farmers Market open every Sunday from 11 to 3 right up to the end of September you said to me before we come on air so best to look to you and all involved and hope to get out there some Sunday afternoon thanks a million Anthony and best thank, of luck thank you very much Kieran. Cheers. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR with glanbeaconnect.com thousands of products in the palm of your hand and you welcome back to part two of Farm View. Now, before our next guest, let's have a look at some items from our farming calendar. Great, of course, to see livestock marts with ringside buyers back again this Saturday morning at Waffle Ross Mart in Nuras. Cattle sales from Happus 9, calf sales from 10. And don't forget, Ross Mart also holds a special dairy sale on Fridays. Mondays, as always, Dungarvan Mart. Calf sales every Monday morning from half past 10, with cattle starting from 11 o'clock every Monday morning. And remember, all sales are now online at livestocklive.com. Now, turning to our farmer markets and country markets, we really buzz right across the city and county every week with an opportunity to purchase local farm fresh products that are on offer. This Saturday morning, Warford Farmers Market in John Roberts Square in Tremont. More we've to more farmers market priest road every Saturday morning. While also Saturday morning, always a hive of activity in Strabley for the Strabley farmers market running from ten until one. Sunday, Lismore farmers market back up and running. Castle Avenue, Lismore every Sunday from ten until four. And also delighted to have Ardmore farmers market as we have uh, interviewed in on this program opened and reopened this Sunday just off the beach car park and every Sunday from eleven until three. Thursday, Dungarvan farmers market Grattan Square always a hive of activity every Thursday. Thursday morning from 9 until 2. While on Friday mornings we've done Garvin Country Market now of course at the Scouts Den and Abbey side every Friday from 9 until 1 while also in the city we've offered Farmers Market in St. Olaf's Hall also running from 9 until 1 on Friday mornings. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR with GlanbeaConnect.com Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well Boardbea are to commence carbon footprinting of sheep farmers. The lamb carbon footprint accredited by the Carbon Trust will be calculated through a newly developed sustainability survey and joining us on the line is a man very much to the forefront in this he's board B a sheep sector manager and that's Seamus McMenamin Seamus welcome to our programme thank you the background to this why do you feel important to do it now and secondly is it very much following what you've done in beef and dairy or is this a completely separate approach yeah no it's a very similar approach to what would have been uh, done for the beef and the dairy it's just been developed just to suit, to suit a sheep producer there is going to be a survey just added on to their, their farm their quality 
assured audit. They'll be sent it beforehand and they'll just be asked to complete it. So they have the option to either complete the, the, right. the survey online or um, by a paper format or they can ring the board via help desk, do it over the phone. And the whole idea of it is just to allow us to, to calculate the carbon footprint of, uh, of land production. And we already did for the beef and the dairy and um, we, we just want to do it for the lamb just because it, it sets us apart then when we're trying to compete on, on markets for Irish lamb where we're selling our lamb and sustainable and it just gives us a way to prove that. And how difficult is it, number one, to get farmers on board? Because obviously it's key to your whole area of the Origin Green, which has been a fantastic brand for Irish food internationally, but uh, and sustainable assurance. Is it difficult to get the farmers on board on this? Do you find it more difficult with sheep farmers than you have with the dairy and beef? At the minute, there's about 12,000 um, quality assured sheep farms involved in the scheme, and those account for about 60% of the lamb that's passing through right. the, the major processing plants. So ideally, we, we would like to increase that further by attracting more um, sheep producers into the scheme. There is growing demand for, for quality assured product just on the domestic and the export markets. The larger proportion of, of lamb that does can qualify for the, the GA right. logo, the better. Just there, There's growing demand, particularly just for, for meat products and lamb that's, that's produced through a uh, part of a quality assurance scheme and can show the sustainability of that product. So, so there, is, there is growing demand for it and growing asks from it from our customers right. and it's just allowed us to stay ahead of the just to stay ahead of the curve and, and sort of set us apart from, from some of our competitors. And as regards lamb exports, how badly has the, the cheap sector, the lamb exports been affected by Brexit number one and number two, where are your key markets? Key markets is the rest of Europe or is it further afield? Europe is our biggest market for sheep meat. We send the large majority of our, of our product there and there's within that obviously France is the is the is the, the main market in that. But there's there's also other markets like Belgium, Germany, and um, that are that are growing demand. There's also growing demand in Eastern Europe. But within the, the whole EU, is a large end of our exports and our focus is there promote promote Irish lamb, you know, as a product in its own right. And then outside that, then there's obviously some international markets like Switzerland, right. standard example where there's great demand for for Irish lamb. And then we're continuing to try and get access into China and the US, um, where there's, there's growing demand for lamb, and it would be great to have. And direct access to those markets. And how difficult has um, it been to break the, into China and America? Are are they pretty similar requirements for, for all those uh, areas? Or do you feel it's something that you'll be able to crack? It, it's a work in progress. The access to China was getting very close just before COVID, which is a matter of pushing that on now whenever things get back to some sort of normality. And then the US is just a growing market for lamb. Um, there's there's quite a growing demand among the right. among the younger consumers in particular. Now at the minute there's there's quite tight global supplies of lamb, and that's worked to the advantage of the, the Irish sheep sector. We've seen some record prices um, over the last five months, really. So there's just been there's just been tighter supplies. Sort of the major producing region of Australia and New Zealand have had less okay. exports available. A lot of the our export is going to the Asian markets as opposed to the EU. And that's led to area tightening in supply on, on our key market, the EU. And then with, with Brexit as well, the UK are exporting a lot of lamb into the EU market. And that's created opportunities then for, okay, for Irish exporters. There, yeah, I could imagine. As regards the grass-based systems which we have here is that a key part of the whole Origin Green number one and secondly within the survey what areas do you want farmers to cover or what areas are covered for farmers who might be listening to us and getting them involved in this uh, very important uh, lamb carbon footprint survey yeah, no, our, our production system 
systems are, are very much um, on our grass base are very much used due to promote Irish product and it's, it's, it's great that we have such a high portion of grass in our diet particularly for lamb and it feeds into the very natural wholesome image that Irish lamb have on the export market in terms of what we're looking for as part of the sustainability survey as I said it's just an add-on to the existing quality assurance section but what they're looking for is to take about 10 or 20 minutes to complete and most of the information that a farmer would know off the top of his head anyway so they, they're asking for, for information just about their enterprise basically the size the number of yields okay. they have um, what, what systems they run do they run a lamb to store or a store to slaughter and things like that so then they look then at more detail than your house your production system the type of feed that you're, that you're feeding uh, the amount of concentrates and then they'll look at your overall animal numbers and then your fertilizer that you're, you're taking in I suppose that the key aim of this is to, to just identify um, the right. carbon footprint but suppose sustainability and efficiency go hand in hand so when you complete this as part of your audit you'll get a you'll get a report afterwards that will that will give you some um, and point out the key areas that, that you need to address yeah, is, is that the base of exactly it exactly yeah. and, yeah. and key areas where you can improve and I suppose as I said the sustainability and, and um, efficiency are tied hand in hand so if they can point out or identify areas where you can improve yeah. more to the benefit of well definitely yeah for, for the industry reducing the lowest cost yeah. and also then reducing the carbon footprint as well well definitely the fact that it can capture the carbon emissions data and you said earlier 12,000 quality assured sheep farmers you're looking for more to come on board it's simple enough you can do it online at boardbia.ie you can do it by phone to help this and also you can actually do it by from a paper and return by post you can, you can actually fill up a, a paper form and return so you're really giving every option to farmers there to come yeah. on board and I'm sure you're urging all yeah. sheep farmers listening to us and their families to come on board with this lamb carbon footprint survey yeah that, that's it we're just looking to increase the number of farmers that are involved in the scheme overall and just to increase the, the volume of quality mm. shared land that we have to, to then service our export market and just see if that gives us then the opportunity to sort of market our Irish lamb and create a market preference for us in key export markets. Well, listen, Seamus McMenamin, Board B, your sheep sector manager, listen, well done. I think it's a great initiative. I'm delighted that so many are already on board. Obviously, you want more to, to come on board. You've over 12,000 quality assured sheep farmers, but obviously you're on the programme this week to ask other farming families and sheep farmers to come on board with this survey Seamus McMenamin listen thanks for taking our call and best to look with this whole piece I think it's a very important area for Borbia to get involved in and as sheep sector manager I'm sure it's key for, for the development of this great potential in that sheep industry going forward thanks for taking our call Seamus no worries thanks so much Kieran. and before I go on the racing front what a week again for local Waterford Connections Cross Channel with wins for Dungarvan jock Trevor Whelan at Salisbury Dungarvan trainer Dennis Coakley at Lingfield and Waterford trainer Robert Widger at Perth in Scotland and back home, what a week again for that man, knocking Butlerstown trainer Henry de Bramad and what a year he's having with doubles at Tremor on Friday and also followed up with a double at Tremor on Saturday and also wins at Listowel and indeed Roscommon for well-known Dungarvan owner Mustafa. But also at Tremor we wins for Tallow trainer Ken Buds and the Connery Family Syndicate, ring owner breeder Mary O'Donnell and the Dungarvan trainer Dermot O'Brien who saddled a great winner for the Kilbrine Syndicate who I believe is still celebrating. But special mention I want to give this week to young Ardmore jock John Gleeson. He managed to stay on board and steer his animal home following the saddle slipping in the Listowel bumper last weekend. So well done to young John, a young man with a bright future. So that's my lot for this week's probe. Once again my thanks to Sean and Ollie for all their help in putting this week's programme together. So stay safe, keep up the protocol and hopefully I'll have your company again same time next week. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.